I learned Russian because of my interest in Russian classical music like Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninov, um, Stravinsky, and also in Russian classical uh, literature. Hello guys and welcome to the podcast All Roads Lead to English. I'm Artem from Russia, was born in the city of Lipetsk and then I have been studying five years in the Moscow. Now I'm currently living in Germany in the city of Erfurt and this is podcast about learning language, life experience. Today we will talk with my mate Yves from the US. He is currently studying Russian and computer science in the US. And today we will talk about America, about Russia, about learning languages and life experience. So, let's go, have fun! Hello friends, today we have a conversation with our guys from the US, it's Namu. And hello Namu, good to see you! Hi, yeah, good to see you. Um, I <laughs> overslept a little bit today, but I had a really interesting dream. Um, yeah, nice to meet you. My name's Ives Winicky. I am a soon-to-be um, uh, post-grad, well, not post-grad, actually, soon-to-be recent grad from Portland State University. I studied in, in Portland, and I um, uh, am getting soon my bachelor's degree in computer science and uh, Russian language. It's a double major. And because of the quarantine, right now I'm living with my family in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So they're very, very different um, cities, Portland and Las Cruces. They're actually uh, situated on the opposite sides of America. Yeah, so we will discuss it. And uh, why did you choose uh, IT and computer science? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, so back when I was younger, my father worked um, in the Air Force. And so we always moved around a lot. Um, and sometimes my mother, my mother wouldn't be home or my dad wouldn't be home. And it would just be me and my sister. So we kind of learned how to grow up on the Internet. <laughs> we would play video games <laughs> um, all the time. Either like MMORPGs or just random video games that we'd find or we'd read. Uh, so at a young age, I found out, wow, the internet's really cool. And I thought it'd be awesome to have a job related to this. Um, it just took me a while before I figured out actually what kind of jobs you could have with the internet. And I found out that being a computer scientist is a thing. Like computers, that's cool. Science, that's awesome. Computer science, that's amazing. <laughs> Great. And have you know that uh, this field will so would, would increase in the future and... You will have a job, or? No, I had no idea. I just thought it was really interesting and cool, and I guess um, the stars aligned in my favor, <laughs> such that um, I would have such a a great job that would bring me good jobs, <laughs> a great interest in in a, a certain profession that would bring me jobs in the future. Uh, did you work? No, no, I I repeat. Sure. <laughs> have you worked in your field already? Yeah, um, back when I was in college, I was a tutor, so I kind of um, helped students with classes that they would take about computer science, like the basic, like first, uh, the classes you take during your first two years of college, and then after that, I was an intern at Intel, 
you can't see it right now, but I have an Intel shirt. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it says Intel on it. And also, this past year, I did an internship with um, the, how do we say it in English, the faculty for uh, uh, software development <laughs> in Kazno, which is a university, national university in Kazakhstan. Great. And uh, is it the reason why uh, did you start to learn Russian? No, um, I learned Russian because of my interest in Russian classical music like Tchaikovsky, Rachmaninov, um, Stravinsky, and also in Russian classical uh, literature. For instance, uh, when I was in, what would that be now, 11th grade, I think? Yeah, 11th grade, when I was a junior in high school. I read um, <laughs> Crime and Punishment um, by Dostoevsky, and that kind of picked my interest. I also thought that Russian sounded cool and looked really cool as a language. So uh, when I started college, um, I found out that you, my, my university, Portland State University, has a really good program for the intensive study of Russian language. And, you know, if you're going to learn a language, you might as well do it intensively. So that's why I went with learning Russian. Okay, so you learned uh, Russian language, and uh, what do you think about it? Is it difficult? Is it really difficult? Because for me personally, like a native speaker, it's difficult to understand how it looks like. It's difficult for you to understand uh, Russian? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to understand uh, how it's looked like to learn Russian language as a foreign language. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can imagine since you've learned, um, uh, what is it, you've learned German and you're also learning English and Spanish, so you're, you're not a stranger to the language learning process yourself. Um, but in terms of someone, an American, learning Russian, it's really difficult because of how difficult the pronunciation and grammar is. Um, I'm sure you probably heard how Americans sound in, in Russian, uh, and <laughs> it's not really pretty. <laughs> Or maybe you think it's funny. I'm not really sure what Russians think about American accents. What, what do you think, actually? What do Russians think about American accents in Russia? So it, so it's not so funny like you describe. It's like um, when I hear a Russian accent, so an American accent in Russian language, mm -hmm. at first I thought, whoa, guy, you, you, you know Russian, it's <laughs> how, why, and so do you really need this? And uh, I'm very happy because of it, and uh, I think it's not a problem. <laughs> Or, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. do you think? Um, it's really funny. Um, it, I guess maybe it's kind of... Uh, not annoying necessarily, but whenever I hear an American accent, it reminded me of how I used to sound. And so I'm always thinking like, oh, you can improve by doing this and that. <laughs> so I want to like help them improve. Um, but yeah, no, it's really funny. I, I had a friend, uh, or a few friends, and I would teach them some Russian words and they'd be like, um, Zdrastuti. <laughs> it's like, what did you say? No, it's it's not drachity. <laughs> it's drachity. <laughs> yeah, but but I've heard some. So I watched some uh, stand-ups about Russian mm -hmm. language and <laughs> Russian accent in in them in America, and it it was funny. It was funny how Russian people or me personally, how I personally speak in English with my <laughs> Russian accent. 
<laughs> you know, that's actually really interesting because、um, I would say that the, the, st- the American stereotype about what a Russian accent sounds in English is very different from what a real Russian accent sounds like.、Um, I, I can't do Russian accents well, but <laughs> I could try. So if you were.、Um, Gosh, what's this one guy on YouTube? If you were to think of like what an American、uh, thinks of whenever they think of a Russian accent, it might be like this. And I,、uh, <laughs> even though this does not sound like Russian accent, <laughs> people,、exactly. Americans, think it is Russian accent. No, as you, but it, it's not, it's, that's not what Russians sound like when they speak English, actually. It's very different. But, but I am afraid but, of this accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,、um, and it's funny, actually.、Um, I have a friend from,、uh, he's from、uh, Belarus, but right now he's living in Lithuania. And he was talking to me about living in California. And he said, Oh, you know, I'm scared. There are some dangerous neighborhoods. And what if I end up in a dangerous neighborhood over there where there's gangs? And I said, Dude, just, just say something in, in Russian and people will be scared of you. <laughs> in America, people are scared if you, speak, if you start speaking Russian. Yeah. So you mentioned about some stereotypes. And. What do you think? What's its typical American, American stereotypes about Russia、mm-hmm. and about Russian people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, it, it depends on the generation.、Um, as you、um, probably already know, the Cold War was not too long ago.、Um, what is it now? Already 20? Already 30? Wow, holy cow. 30 years ago.、Um, Like the end of the Cold War.、Um, and a lot of people say that it's still going on, actually.、Uh, and, and so I'd say that the older generation has a lot more fear for Russians.、Um, and this is、uh, kind of with the whole Red Scare and people saying, You're a communist. Oh my gosh, you're, you're a spy from Russia going against America. And so Russian,、uh, Russians and communism and the Soviet Union was all kind of just this amalgamation of something that's bad. <laughs> so a lot of that sentiment、um, is still saved, or you, you can still see that sentiment with some of the people of the older generations. But in terms of the younger, younger generation, I think、um, we are really interested in learning about Russian culture. And this is because、uh, when we look at films, when you look at video games, we see that、uh, the typical Russian person is someone who is kind of a little bit. Simple but kind of mysterious, and really,、uh, they, they find practical solutions to things. You know, someone who might live in the, the,、um, in the cold all the time. There's always snow, and they always have to find a way to survive through the winter. They might have to kill bears in order to, <laughs> in order to live.、Um, And they have a bunch of guns, and、uh, you know, they don't speak a lot. They're really kind of solemn and strong. That's kind of the general idea that Russians are very strong. Okay, very interesting. Because I, so, I, so, for me personally, I can also agree because、uh, we have a, like a generation gap between, between young、mm-hmm. and old generation. And when I speak, When I speak with old generation, I hear sometimes that, oh, it's America, it's,、uh, it's our enemy, and,、uh, and blah, blah, blah. But, with, but for young generation,、uh, it could be some opportunity, maybe some opportunity to study or,、uh, mm-hmm. or job opportunity. Or it's just like,、uh, wow, it's new, interesting culture. We, so we had Soviet Union with closed borders. And now all borders are opened, and 
we can just travel and uh, mm -hmm. some Russian guys just travel in America and make some videos in YouTube or just my friends and it's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it's awesome that people have the chance to meet each other and share their cultures, you know, especially um, as the world is becoming more interdependent and countries are becoming more interdependent on each other. I think it's really important that we um, we are aware of how to work with each other. And that can only happen if we are aware of each other's cultures. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about geography. Where are you now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So as I said, uh, well, before the pandemic, so this was already in, what would that be, last year, August-ish, I was in Portland. Um, I was living in, uh, how do you say in English? Uh, <laughs> uh, dormitory? Uh, oh, dormitory, yeah. I always say this word in Russian, but never in English. I, I lived in a dormitory in Portland, um, in this, the center of the city, because that's where the university campus is located. But because of the pandemic, a lot of students moved home. And um, in relation to that, I also moved home over to Las Cruces, New Mexico. So Las Cruces, New Mexico, this is a city in the desert. Uh, New Mexico is situated right between, um, or right next to Texas. So if you know that big state kind of in the bottom of, of America, that's Texas. And New Mexico is just right next to it. Um, we are bordered by um, the, the border to Mexico. Um, and it's only about like a two-hour drive to get to the nearest, um, or, or like maybe an hour and a half drive to get to the nearest city in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And your uh, university is situated in Portland. And yep, that's great. Is it means that you have been living about four years in Portland? Yeah. Yep. Four years and in Portland, and then I came back here. <laughs> And how, how can you compare your city? Because, so like you mentioned, uh, Las Cruces, it's like a city in the desert, in desert mm -hmm. but Portland, mm -hmm. it's like a, um, so it's ocean, it's uh, mm -hmm. maybe a green places. And uh, mm -hmm. so what do you feel? What are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I showed you my uh, my pictures of my my city, Las Cruces, on Instagram. So it, it, as you can see, my my city, Las Cruces, it's a really small city. We only have about one hundred thousand people. That's our, the size of our population, and um, you know, it has its charm, uh, its small city charm. But it's really dry here, really hot all the time. I'm not really into that part of it. Um, something that's cool is a majority of the people in my city are um, Latin American or they have parents or some kind of ties with Mexico. So I, I think that's really cool. It uh, definitely means that we have a really interesting culture over here. You know, you can get really good Mexican food anywhere. Um, and the art and some of the architecture of the houses are inspired by Mexican uh, traditional art. Um, and it, that's, that part's really cool. I like that part. But I prefer Portland because over there it's really, it's a lot colder. <laughs> not, not super cold, um, but uh, it, definitely a lot colder. Well, where is situated Portland? Portland. Mm -hmm. Portland. Yeah, Portland and, and Seattle as well. They're both in what's called the Pacific Northwest. So it's the northwest corner of America. 
and they're really close to the ocean. Portland's about 30 minutes away to the ocean, 30 minutes away from mountains, um, and uh, the river um, uh, Willamette kind of cuts through the center of Portland as a city. So Portland's divided into two parts. Um, and Seattle is right next to a river, and that river kind of opens up into the ocean. So Seattle's even closer to the ocean. Um, Portland is really green, as you said, and we have all the seasons of the year, which is really cool. It doesn't snow super often, um, but whenever it does snow, it's not too long, maybe like two weeks or so, um, except there's this one time about already almost five years ago, or four years ago, actually, where it snowed a bunch, and that was very, very unusual for our city. Um, it meant that some of the trees fell over and broke cars, and the public transportation had to stop. <laughs> it Whoa. was kind of cool. Is, is it possible in, uh, in uh, Las Cruces? How, how many seasons do mm -hmm. the city have? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Las Cruces has two seasons, hot, 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 and cold. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, sometimes we do get snow, actually. This year we got snow on a really weird time. Uh, we got it like in, uh, not March. We, we got it at a really weird time this year. It was nowhere near where we would usually get snow. And it was just one day that we had snow. Um, but I was, what was it, like seven, seven or eight years ago in my city, it snowed a bunch. And we didn't have the infrastructure to deal with it. So we didn't have any salting, we didn't have any like snow pile or plowers or anything like that. And um, it meant that some of the data centers and some of the um, electricity, or the places that provide electricity, they went out. And we did not have any electricity for like a week. Um, so, it, so it's like know. the situation in Texas maybe some months ago. Yeah, it was similar to that, but it wasn't so bad. Because it it wasn't like super super cold, um, and people weren't dying. I don't think from this, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a similar situation. Okay, and you mentioned uh, Seattle. Is it your dream? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned Seattle. Uh, Seattle's right above Portland. It's about an hour drive north of Portland. Portland's in the state Oregon, um, and right above it is the state Washington. And then right above Washington is Canada. <laughs> so I really like Seattle. Um, I think it's a great place to start with the next part of my, my journey. There's actually a lot of Russian speakers in Portland and Seattle. Um, and so Seattle, Seattle, it's a really great place for tourists, but it's also a really good place if you are a programmer like me, because, I mean, they have like the uh, head office or... Was it the the headquarters? What they have the headquarters of Amazon. They have Microsoft over there. Um, they have a bunch of different companies that you could work at Google, um, Intel, uh, and so for a programmer like me, it's a great place to look for a job and and live. Is it uh, like a mini Silicon Valley? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It, it certainly is. Uh huh. Um, the, the downtown areas where all the tech companies are. Um, but that's that's not to say that it doesn't have like coffee shops and its own kind of uh, charm as well. Uh, in Seattle, there are um, really tall buildings. There are s some skyscrapers, but it's, it's not a lot. Um, certainly, if you were to compare maybe with like New York or something. Portland also doesn't have a lot of skyscrapers, by the way. I don't think they even have... 
well, maybe maybe you could say maybe a few. Um, but Seattle has more. Um, and Seattle's also located on a, uh, or it's built on kind of like um, an incline, which means that as you go further to the west, then it's, it steeply drops down as you kind of approach the, the river. And then as you go over towards the mountains, then it really, really gets uh, steep. Okay, great. So let's talk, uh, let's, let's go back to Russian language. Because I have some questions for you. How did you fight with Russian grammar, with Russian pronunciation and uh, the huge vocabulary? How did I deal with it? Yeah, so um, definitely uh, my university has a program for learning Russian intensively. And that program is just, it is amazing. It is called the Russian Flagship Program. And um, basically the first two or three years, well, basically the first two years you have intensive, uh, so you have a lot of classes in Russian. It starts off with just just Russian and Russian grammar. And then after that, then you also take a class on phonetics to help with pronunciation. And you also, or we also take classes like Russian literature and like uh, poetry and film and stuff like that. So we take a lot of classes in Russian, uh, getting to speak at the more advanced level. And usually students are recommended to study abroad during or after their second year. So after they're a sophomore in college. Um, I studied in Kazakhstan under the Arlas program. Uh, during the summer and then usually the fourth or fifth year is when students spend a whole year abroad in Kazakhstan um, This year unfortunately everything's online um, But at the very least we're still able to um, To study and to speak with our teachers and improve our Russian But you was in Kazakhstan, right? I was two years ago, but this time I'm just in America just studying online virtually Okay, <laughs> unfortunately, but yeah. we, we hope that you will back again. And when you came to Kazakhstan and started to speak uh, Russian with native speakers, uh, was it uh, scary for you? It kind of was, actually, because um, I, I don't know. Uh, there is this kind of stereotype that Russians don't smile at all. And I definitely felt that. <laughs> like, for instance, if you go to a Starbucks in America, the barista, the person who's serving coffee, will be like, Hi, how's your day? Nice to meet you. What would you like? Thank you. Thanks for coming. They're really nice and calm and, like, bubbly. But in Kazakhstan, I mean, the first time I went to a restaurant, they... I don't know. It was scary. I they were not. They didn't seem friendly to me, and I already knew this that they weren't going to seem friendly. But nevertheless, you know, they weren't asking me about my day. They weren't smiling at me, <laughs> and so I kind of felt like, what's what's going on? I feel like I'm not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a feeling. You you was welcome. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. with regard to Russian language, like so, like language, what's the most difficult part for you? Is it Grammar is it? I don't know vocabulary or. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, it's in Russian управление. So it's um, like for instance the usage, which which падеж, which case to use after a um, after a verb, and uh, which article to use, or preposition. Uh, yeah, preposition. Sorry, not article. Which preposition to use? So it's like v, po, na, s. 
и какой, эм, какое управление после этого. Это очень сложно. Потому что иногда нужно запомнить. But it's a lot of information for memorizing, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's very different from English. Also, I, um, I'm not sure if you've noticed it, but Russian has a lot of, uh, there's a lot of meaning in the, what is it, the prefixes and suffixes of words. So if you have uh, the suffix ся, как заниматься, then it's reflexive. So that's a suffix, and it, it, it makes the, the verb a different meaning. It doesn't always mean that it's a reflexive verb. And sometimes there's different prefixes, like пере, при, с, по, stuff like that, у, от. And if you just take a, a, a verb, like читать, Uh, and also the, the vid as well, perfective and imperfective. All of those together, that's like... Mind-blowing. It's, it's, so, it's so difficult to know which verb to use and what they mean, because each verb has a, a specific meaning <laughs> to it. It is just, it's insane. It's, it's really, really like, you, you have to have practice using it. Um, but I, it's, it's interesting, I think. It's a different kind of view of how language can um, affect that the, the way that we see the world. Yeah. And what about pronunciation? You, uh, so I listen to you and you, like a native, I don't, I don't hear some... Да ладно. Yes, yes, but it, it means that you maybe uh, was busy a lot of our days, years with pronunciation or <laughs> how it was in the reality? Yeah, I mean, we took classes on pronunciation and that was definitely a point that was stressed, especially this year. Um, and also intonation, because intonation is also very important to be understood. Uh, like, for instance, uh, you wouldn't know if I'm asking a question unless I use what we call ikatri, like, uh, ты готов? What, ты готов? Ты знаешь, что это вопрос. But if I just say, ты готов, then <laughs> it's not really, like, are you, are you saying that I'm ready or what's going on here? Um, and, you know, intonation can really make or break a situation and can tell, are you angry, are you happy, are you sad, you know, what kind of emotion that you're feeling. So pronunciation also includes that part. Um, and I'd say it, maybe it helps that I am a musician. So I play on the trumpet, the piano, the guitar like listening to a lot of music. Um, and so I'm a very audio auditory uh, person. And whenever I hear a pronunciation, I, it's maybe a little bit easier for me than maybe the average person who's studying Russian to kind of repeat the pronunciation. But also, you know, you, you definitely do have to listen to yourself and kind of say, oh, I didn't like how that sound. Let me change how I speak a bit. Yeah. And you have a lot of expertise in in the field of learning language, so right now, Russian, Korean, Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm also learning, or I was learning before the school ended, or school year ended, Kazakh. Um, I'd like to learn Japanese in the future too. Oh, there's so many languages, it's so cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in school, high school, I learned Spanish for a year, but I mean, that was kind of just 
you know, school Spanish. So I'm sure you're, you're familiar that usually in school, they don't really teach you a language very well. Usually people just take it because they, they have to. It's a requirement. Um, but my, my Spanish is, is it's okay. I would like to get it to a more advanced state, maybe closer to Russian. That'd be really cool. Um, and then after um, high school, right between high school and college, I was accepted into a program to study Korean in Seoul for the summer. So I studied uh, Korean for two months, and that was amazing. It was really cool. I like Korean a lot. But that means that Korean isn't uh, really strong. My Korean isn't super strong because I only spent two months learning it. Um, and Russian, I've been spending the past already five years studying Russian. So it's pretty strong, <laughs> I would say. Not perfect, but pretty strong. Yeah. And uh, how can you encourage people to learn some languages? Or do you have some advices for people who, like me, learn in English? So what can you advise? Mm -hmm. Definitely remember. So there's there's a few things to keep in mind whenever you're studying language. Uh, I'd say maybe write down the reasons why you're learning the language. What interests you about it? Um, because there's going to be parts whenever you're bored or you're frustrated with learning the language. And you have to remind yourself, you know, why am I doing this in the first place? Do I really need this language? Um, make a list of your goals for the language. What do you want to be able to do? Do you want to be able to uh, uh, travel and use your your language in order to survive? Do you want to uh, participate in a professional conference for scientists that are discussing the ethics of uh, artificial intelligence? If so, write that down so that you know what to work towards. If not, maybe you just want to watch some, I don't know, anime <laughs> in Japanese, then write that down as your goal. Uh, definitely keep in mind what 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 do you like about the language and where do you what do you want to do with the language so that whenever it gets hard and you want to give up you can remind yourself why you even started the journey in the first place it's a really really long and really difficult journey I'm sure as you know um, and then another thing I would say helps with language learning is um, uh, try to find ways to immerse yourself in the language. I'm sure you're already aware of this. You know, if you can listen to language or listen to music in the target language or watch shows, watch uh, games, try to read in the target language as much as possible. Also, talking to yourself. Um, whenever, uh, not everyone has this, but whenever you are just going about your, your life every day, sometimes you'll talk to yourself saying like, oh, I need to make coffee or like, look, there's a, Uh, there's a chair. I'm going to sit on that chair. Something, I don't know, something like that. Um, and what might help is trying to speak to yourself in your target language. So instead of saying like, um, today I have two tasks that I want to do and I'm going to do this and that in like your, your native language for me in English, it helped to try to think in the target language and force yourself to only speak or think in that language. And if you don't know a word, then look it up. Great. If you are the best, uh, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for participating. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, thanks for having me.